أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا مولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وضرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد الحمد لله بأ الله فضل we've reached this Friday night uh, the 22nd night of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, accept our prayers and our fasting in these Mubarak nights. Uh, yesterday, uh, uh, by the Hijri calendar, this morning by the, uh, by the uh, system of the day preceding the night, um, a great uh, scholar and sheikh of ours, Hazrat uh, Mawlana Allama Khalid Mahmoud Rahimullah Ta'ala uh, passed from this world into the Rahmah of Allah Ta'ala bi'ithnihi and uh, uh, really it's a loss for which we're inconsolable. Uh, he uh, studied deen in uh, the Indian subcontinent before partition in Tabil uh, in, uh, in Gujarat uh, although he was from Punjab, he was a Punjabi-speaking uh, 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 person from Punjab who, because in those days it was before the partition went to Dabil, uh, because Moana Anwar Shah Kashmiri, Rahimahullah, Khatimatul Huffad, uh, uh, the one who had a photographic memory and memorized every book in the library of Deoband, uh, he uh, left his job as the, the principal in Deoband and went to teach in Dabil because of an administrative disagreement uh, in, in the madrasa. And he then taught the rest of the years of his life, in, uh, or the subsequent years in, in, in Dabil, where his kind of branch of the madrasa would flourish. So luminaries like Mawlana Zafar Ahmed Usmani, uh, people like uh, Mufti uh, Shabir Ahmed Usmani, who was the first... Um, who was the first uh, Sheikh Hadith, uh, sorry, the first uh, Mufti A'zam, uh, Grand Mufti of the Islamic Republic of Pakistan and the, um, the preeminent uh, representative of the ulama in the political class of Pakistan at its foundation. It's said about him that he was so well-spoken and uh, a person of such good manners and ways that even Muhammad Ali Jinnah, who is you know, credited as being the, the first leader of Pakistan. Uh, he was from a family of Magians, of Zoroastrians who'd converted into Ismailism. And, uh, um, you know, so on, on, theologically not on super firm footing. But uh, he once heard uh, Moana Shabir Ahmed uh, speak and he was so, uh, uh, you know, impressed by him that he, he said that, uh, you know, this is the person we want to have in charge of Deen. Uh, and uh, um, later on in his life, even though he's never known to be a super practicing person, when people would ask him, are you a Shia or are you Sunni? Uh, he, would, he would say that, I don't know, you know what the difference is. Whoever, uh, you know, this Mawli Shabir, Shabir Ahmed is, whatever he is, that's what I belong to. And uh, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, give him salvation, if not for any other reason than for that. Uh, so uh, the uh, you know Mufti Shabir Ahmed, Mufti Shafi, 
who is the uh, the father of Mufti Taqi and also a previous Grand Mufti of the Republic. Uh, numerous uh, luminaries uh, were teaching in that madrasa and he studied uh, with them and from them uh, in, in those days. And uh, he was a man of photographic memory. He had himself uh, memorized most of his books uh, like the Mauritanians do. And, uh, you know, Alhamdulillah, he visited us in Chicago uh, several years ago. And subsequently, because he spent half of his years in half of his year in Manchester and half of his year in Lahore uh, in Manchester, I had the opportunity to uh, visit him several times. And uh, the last time was about a year and a month ago. And I can uh, attest to the fact that his memory was still sharp and he could still prattle off with uh, uh, almost alarming speed the ibarat verbatim of uh, important texts uh, of, uh, of fiqh and aqidah, etc. And uh, he, uh, his majlis in Manchester was a very ruhani majlis. It was a very spiritual majlis. Uh, it was uh, essentially a very, very old world khanqahi set up in the back uh, of the uh, Jami Masjid in Manchester. And uh, uh, it was a very simple, really, to be honest with you, rundown building. And uh, um, he, he just lived in Hujra. He lived in a cell, basically. And a student would come to him and uh, help him uh, take his dictation because he still was involved in writing books and in answering uh, questions and answering dilemmas that people had until his very last day. He was involved in Tasnif. Every time you go to him, he, he would hand you one of his books, and his books are very long and very tahqiq-oriented, research-oriented. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he, uh, he, was, he just really was second to none in these uh, ilmi matters, both in the diqqatu nadar uh, as well as in seeing the bigger picture. Uh, he, was, he was just uh, second to none, and uh, it's uh, just a, a loss for which a person could be excused for being un inconsolable. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us somebody uh, and give us some people who, who can do what he did. Um, and the only reason that we bother asking is because Allah is the only one who could do something like that. Um, he told the stories, mashallah, his majlis was really interesting. Cause you have dars of the Quran and tafsir and uh, different different topics. And <clears throat> the people who would sit in the majlis, some of them are like cab drivers. Some of them are ulama. Some of them are people who have you know, been on the spiritual path for years. And some of them are, you know, very like just like regular teenagers, local uh, people who wouldn't know the difference between who they're sitting in front of and, uh, you know, just uh, whatever hafsab from the next masjid uh, down the road. And everybody benefited. Everybody, he, he was approachable by everybody. He would sit and listen to people. Uh, he would talk to people. He was not aloof uh, at all, which is uh, all that much harder, especially given the kind of rarefied level of learning that he embodied. Uh, he was one of Sheikh Amin's, uh, you know, most influential teachers. If that gives you any, if that gives you any uh, uh, insight into his intellectual class, Sheikh Amin of Dar al Qasim, and uh, uh, who he loved, you know, he always spoke very highly of him. And uh, 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 you know, the uh, the majlis was an interesting majlis. Everyone came away with something. He had a very uh, beautiful and powerful way of. Conveying understanding of uh, of things that you know not everyone is able to understand, and not everyone able is able to convey the tafhim, the, the ability to make others understand. And uh, 
on top of all of that, you know, on top of his, uh, you know, academic prowess and intellectual depth, he carried with him until until the end. You know, like I haven't seen him. I, I saw him about a year and a month ago. Um, but until I saw him and he was very old, he was very emaciated. And, uh, uh, you know, one of the brothers told me that he would ask the Mashaikh to make dua for him, that he can keep making his sajda with his, his head on the ground and that Allah take him in such a state, which is exactly what happened. He, he slipped and fell and broke his hip and Allah Ta'ala just took him very soon, really, really soon right after that. Uh, so he would actually walk to the masjid and walk back. And uh, uh, he would he would actually pray uh, like in the saf, you know, despite being like in his in his 90s. Um, uh, but uh, and, you know, despite being very hard of hearing, etc. But he still conveyed in his old age and he still uh, um, communicated to the students of knowledge a zeal for defending the faith and for serving uh, the deen and for serving the ulum. And he told a number of stories about his life and his experiences and uh, how, uh, you know, he would leave from his home in order to defend the deen and, uh, uh, you know, the help of Allah would come come to him, that you just have to get out there and, and mix it up. The help of Allah comes. And he spent a great deal of his life, you know, going to different places like in, uh, in Africa and in Asia and other places, you know, like Europe. And he's even come to America before. Uh, he is one of the preeminent debaters uh, 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 that defends uh, the aqidah of the of the Muslims, the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. He basically uh, he basically has uh, you know shut down Qadianis and other weird heterodox groups that go to like far flung places in the world, uh, villages that are unreachable or whatever, and they'll convert entire uh, uh, groups of people to their deviant creed. And uh, he'll go there and uh, he'll debate with them. And, you know, really a great number of people have made Toba at his hands. And uh, he told one story, one really interesting story. I mean, the, he told he told a number of stories. We don't have time for all of them, but I thought I would share at least one of them. I think it's appropriate for the majlis that we're in um, that, uh, you know, to know that he, you know, on top of all of his other, th you know, accolades and whatever, he was one of the first. Um, traditional scholars to actually go to a university he got a, and get a PhD he had a PhD from the University of Birmingham he was uh, you know his English was uh, was was good and uh, um, you know in terms of comprehension reading speaking he could understand questions and give answers uh, he uh, um, was actually at some point or another the the chief justice of the uh, Sharia appellate court in Pakistan uh, which is a court that has the purview to overturn laws that are against the 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 the, the kitab and sunnah, uh, uh, and so he was on that bench. So he was a very you know someone who's who's of such a high position, and so many uh, um, worldly achievements. One would not expect to be living in this kind of dervish-like simplicity, you know. But uh, there he was, you know. You could catch him in his lungi and his kurta. Uh, and, you know, have lunch with him and talk to him about whatever he wanted to. And he would listen patiently and give his answers uh, eloquently. But uh, um, this one story I wanted to mention that he mentioned this, that he was once given a challenge by a, uh, by a, a, a Qadiani that said that uh, you guys say that Qadiani, uh, that Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Qadiani is a liar and a cheater and whatever. But uh, his ilm was so great that even your own Ashraf Ali Tanwi quotes from him. And he actually brought a, a book, an ibara of a quote uh, from a book of Mulan Ashraf Ali Tanwi, rahimahullah ta'ala. 
and uh, uh, as well from from Mirza and uh, showed that the published quote from Mirza was earlier than Mulana Ashraf Ali Tanri. And, and the insinuation is that, look, you know, even your own Mulvis like benefit, you know, academically from 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 their false prophet. And uh, their preachers were publicizing this uh, uh, and saying it in every majlis to the point where it was starting to dis disturb the, the ulama. Those who know Mulana Ashraf Ali Tanri is, uh, you know, like Sheikh al-Mashayikh, he's, he's uh, alam al-Huda in, in our lands. Um, uh, and uh, you know, basically, almost everyone you know is somehow or another related to somebody who studied from somebody who studied from him, and uh, uh, so uh, you know that's uh, that that's a big claim, and it's a demoralizing claim for people, uh, even though it doesn't necessarily you know uh, uh, mean that he's a prophet or any of that stuff. But still, it was a demoralizing claim, and so uh, Allah Khalid said that uh, Mufti. I believe Yusuf Ludhianwi Shaheed Rahimahullah Ta'ala, uh, who was at one time the principal of the Benuri Town Madrasa in Karachi, and who was assassinated, uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gave him a high rank in Jannah as well. Um, that he came to him and uh, came to Allama Saab because Allama Saab was their go-to guy. He was like the encyclopedic master, and he was the one who uh, had... Uh, you know, traveled the world in order to debate with Qadianis wherever they were and was victorious uh, wherever he went. And so <clears throat> they went to him and they said, what is this, you know, and is it true? And Allama says, no. And says, he says, Mufti Saab asked, what, what, what's, you know, do you have proof of it? And Allama says, no. He says that I have no proof of it, but my Iman will not ex allow me to accept that this could be true, that Hazrat Tanri would read from this Dajjal and like, you know, quote him in a book and so uh, he accepted the challenge to debate with the, those people and he said I had no idea I had no idea what to do or what to say I just knew it wasn't right and uh, imagine how what the feeling of a person who thoroughly prepared for all their debates and who was just so learned and so well read you know what that person must have felt as that date was impending and it was coming closer and closer and closer he said that I was sitting in a train uh, uh, from like Multan, from Karachi to Multan or something like that, or Karachi to Lahore and like it was passing Multan. And he said, just all of a sudden, he says, someone I'd never seen before and I've never seen since. He uh, mentioned, he he pops into the, the train cabin, train compartment, and he says, you know, people say that uh, uh, Hazrat Tanwi quoted from Mirza, but, uh, uh, you know, that's not really true. Actually, this particular passage and he quoted the same passage. He said, uh, this passage was not uh, Hazrat Tanwi quoting from Mirza, but it was both Mirza and Hazrat Tanwi quoting from a third book, which was authored uh, uh, you know, by a third uh, alim, like over a hundred years before them. And you'll find the manuscript in such and such library. He says, the guy just literally said that and he passed, you know, he just popped in and out of the, the cabin and left, you know. And, uh, you know, the chances of that are like about, you know, more remote than, uh, uh, you know, me getting into the NBA. I mean, like wh when does like a random person, you know, there literally there are more people who play ball in the NBA than people who know like what's in what manuscript library and like will randomly whatever. And so uh, Hazrat Allah Masab didn't say anything. But to be honest with you, this this is nothing short of a miracle. Yom Al-Qiyamah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Sayyidina Khidr or an angel or something like that. Allah knows best. But he said that that person said it. I quickly scribbled down the notes and I promptly went to that manuscript library and I pulled out the book, which was not in print. Uh, it was only in manuscript. And I, uh, I took the uh, pictures of it and it shut down the, the Qadiani debater in the debate and they stopped making this claim uh, again. 
and his point was what? His point is learn the knowledge, become a Mulvi, you know, grow your beard, put on your turban, go to the Jalsa, shout your takbir, Allahu Akbar's, you know, uh, open the Khanqa, open the, have your Bukhari Jalsa, all of these, do all of that. He said, but then when you want to serve the deen, you know, make your preparations and then trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, don't fear because the one who goes out with, uh, you know, with this uh, zeal inside of his heart, that they were going to go and serve Islam and defend the honor of the Prophet ﷺ and defend the honor of the uh, Ashab Kiram anhum and of the awliya and the mashayikh uh, and the Ahlul Haq. Um, that person, Allah will help them. That was his point is that Allah will help them. And, uh, you know, uh, relatively uh, unread and dim-witted uh, uh, person like myself may, may, may not have been able to uh, have benefited from, uh, you know, Hazrat's tahqiqat uh, and books. Uh, especially given my poverty of uh, command over the, the, the written Urdu language. Uh, but uh, uh, that was the thing that I remember about him. And that when we would sit in his majlis, it wasn't just that one story. It was every time we'd sit in his majlis, we'd have a renewed, um, a renewed uh, zeal inside of our hearts for, uh, uh, you know, for the service of the deen. And he wrote a number of works I think many people would consider polemical or sectarian. And I'm sure there are probably many people who are not big fans of his if they were on the other side of his pen. But I will mention this as well if any of any, anyone listens to this and hears that, that, that he said this to me uh, when I told him about my, my uh, uh, work in uh, teaching Aqidah to uh, you know, to professionals and to people who are not of the of the professional student class or ulama class, um, that he said that he says I myself have authored all of these polemical works, uh, which are research based works and they are uh, ilmi works and they show my agreement with this and that or verification or falsification of different claims etc. He says, however, my policy is that uh, uh, that here in the public, especially as minorities. Um, we don't we don't we don't publicize these things. They have an academic they have an academic forum and venue in which they're appropriate, a context in which they're appropriate. But uh, uh, he says he says that if you teach Aqidah, my request to you is t teach the people who the things that that uh, uh, unite them on the haq and don't go around pushing uh, polemical or um, sectarian uh, uh, politics. Uh, uh, within the ambit of acceptable difference of opinion within the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, and he said this. He named he named he, <laughs> for those of you who are mashallah familiar with uh, social media plus the UK Islam. Uh, uh, you know he named he said that that this whole Braille video Bandi thing. He says there's no point in pushing it over here. Um, he says that he says that you know both are Hanafis, both are uh, Maturidis, both follow the same salasal in Tasawwuf. He said if after a hundred years nobody knows what the word Deobandi or Brailvi means anymore. He says it's no skin off of my back. I don't. I don't care. He goes. It would probably would be better that way. It was a a a, a difference of opinion or set set of differences of opinion that got out of hand, and uh, you know because it became so gross. There were I felt a necessity to uh, clarify in the face of certain overboard allegations. But he says it's not something to sustain. It's not a beef to sustain or or whatever. Um, and you see that that most of his life was spent in de defending the khatm nubu of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Uh, or, or bigger issues than 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 uh, you know than this thing that seems to occupy uh, a lot of the, uh, the 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 social media Muslim bloggers Twitter sphere and uh, whatnot. So that's uh, some memories of him. May Allah subhanahu wa taala uh, 
in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive him his sins and elevate him in rank. And for every time that he sat in a train, in a plane, in an automobile, and uh, went to a remote village and went to a different continent in order to hold the honor of the Khatam al Nabiyyin, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, 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 raise his honor on the day of judgment uh, uh, even that much more. And uh, again, Allah Ta'ala forgive him his shortcomings. Allah Ta'ala uh, give this uh, zeal and enthusiasm to serve and defend the, the honor of the deen uh, and to go out in the path of Allah Ta'ala to defend this, uh, uh, this deen. Uh, may he, he uh, make all of our hearts drink from it. Uh, uh, until the thirst is quenched uh, on the day of judgment and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, inshallah unite us all with the ones that we love and you know I'm not here just to like hagiography uh, the uh, that's probably not a word uh, the uh, you know my own mashaykh uh, Allah knows that the khair is in every land and in, amongst every people and every color and every tongue and every nation of the world and in every uh, uh, corner of the world if, even though the world doesn't have corners but you understand what I'm saying uh, Allah, in every part of the Ummah Allah Ta'ala has raised his awliya with, uh, with gifts that are you know ladunniya that come from him and there are uh, awliya and salihin and ulama and uh, ahlullah that have these gifts in every place and so if we mention one and we don't mention the other uh, our, our hearts and our love is with all of them and we ask Allah Ta'ala to join us with them in our life and join us with them in our death and whoever they are what difference does it make if Hamza knows their name or doesn't know their name uh, if their name is known and loved by Allah and by his angels and uh, uh, by his uh, you know mala'ul a'la uh, people like us, our mention or lack thereof is inconsequential. So we, we, we love them and um, we ask Allah Ta'ala to uh, you know, make it even more extra mubarakar that he, he left in these, uh, these last nights. And Allahumma, we ask Allah, Ya Allah, Allahumma, la tahrimna ajrahu wa la taftinna ba'dahu. Do not deprive us of his, uh, the, the good that comes from what, his, what he did and uh, don't uh, uh, punish us after he's gone. So with that, we will read a uh, segment from Moana Abu Hassan Ali Nadwi, Rahimullah Ta'ala's uh, 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 Saviors of the Islamic Spirit in particular uh, with regards to Ihya al And there's a, there's a section that we'll, we'll take a look at uh, entitled Critics of the Ihya. This is from uh, Hazrat Moana Ali Mia's uh, uh, academic honesty and also his own kind of broad worldview he himself was not a person who was given towards sectarianism but he looked at the ulamas of different uh, the ulama of different uh, uh, i guess ideological orientations uh, and tried to see the best of all of them and when you're writing about a topic it's always important to write malaha wa ma'aliha that's insaf and that's being just and that's being fair that you write uh, about you know something what is what is in its favor and what is against it even if you don't agree or, uh, with everything uh, on either side but uh, you know just out of honesty write what have the people said against it as well and then the, the reader and the listener can can uh, make their mind up so he writes the critics of the ihya and it's essentially uh, ibn taymiyyah's uh, criticisms of, of the ihya and uh, like I probably mentioned from before, Mona Abul Hassan Ali Nadwi has a very uh, uh, glowing and loving uh, uh, um, relationship with uh, Alama Ibn Taymiyyah. Uh, uh, although uh, I think you know, if you read his uh, his his writing about him, 
uh, some of the more, uh, I guess, controversial statements uh, that are attributed to him. Mulana, uh, you know, he, he dismisses them as interpolations, as not not really something that he would have written. And Allah, Allah knows best. I definitely don't know enough about it to, to say anything. I have a good opinion of all of our mashayikh and ulama, uh, uh, except for there are a couple of things that uh, people have told me that are attributed to him that I don't, don't make a whole lot of sense to me, but, but that doesn't mean anything because uh, I'm not a person to have an opinion. This is critics of the Ihya. Ibn Taymiyyah's verdict on the Ihya is that on the whole, it is a well-written book employing an elegant style. At the same time, Ibn Taymiyyah criticizes it for four reasons. The first of these is that Ghazali's thoughts shows definite traces of Greek philosophy. In delineating the unity of God, prophethood, uh, in the, and in the final recompense, Ghazali has, maintains Ibn Taymiyyah, introduced numerous concepts which were held by the then philosophers. If, uh, even if uh, Ghazali opposed the philosophers, he gave uh, scholasticism a philosophical foundation. Uh, Ibn Taymiyyah, being uh, emphatically opposed to philosophy, found some of the writings uh, of Ghazali unplausible from a purely religious point of view for that reason. The second ground uh, for criticism of the Ihya is that Ghazali employs a syllogism which is not fully in keeping in the spirit of the Qur'an and Sunnah. Uh, the third reason uh, 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 given by uh, Ibn Taymiyyah is that the book contains many concepts and teachings uh, of those treading the path of Sufism, of Tasawwuf, and their claims in regards to gaining insight to divine truth. Ibn Taymiyyah disagrees with Ghazali in regard to the latter's view on uh, Tasawwuf. The fourth reason, that not necessarily that Ibn Taymiyyah was against Tasawwuf, he definitely wasn't. Uh, if you actually read his books, uh, that becomes very clear. Uh, he was against uh, uh, heretical Sufis, but uh, the great names of uh, Tasawwuf, uh, like you know, Bishar Hafi and uh, Imam Junaid and Shah Abdul Qadir Jay, Hatta, you know, like he, he spoke about them with great respect, but uh, he was against not the uh, Sulf in, in, in general, but in against the heretical uh, Sufis, the Sufis that had left the way of the Sunnah. It says Ibn Taymiyyah uh, disagrees with Ghazali in the latter's view on Tasawwuf, meaning that uh, somehow the treading of the path of mysticism gives a person insight into the divine truth, that, that particular point. The fourth disagreement of Ibn Taymiyyah is that the Ihya contains many uh, hadith that are uh, doubtful in authenticity, uh, despite these shortcomings pointed out by him. So before going back, going uh, on, this is one thing that uh, probably Ibn Taymiyyah is, uh, 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 you know, not, not so far off the mark on. Ghazali rahimahullah ta'ala was an encyclopedic master of the ulum al-shari'ah. Um, if one could point to a, 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 a kind of weak point in his in his uh, uh, scholarly rigor, um, one might look at uh, look at his knowledge of hadith just because the uh, the, the the high number of weak hadith that are quoted in the the Ihya. and uh, in this regard, I don't think you know even people who are proponents of the Ihya actually uh, you know they they kind of agree with this point. They're not you know no one except for a very uh, dogmatic pro-Ghazali supporter um, would uh, ignore it. And for that reason, generally when you purchase a copy of the Ihya nowadays, it has a ta'aliq of Hafiz Iraqi, Zainuddin Iraqi on it, um, uh, uh, which basically will give you the hukum of the hadith that are there in, in the Ihya, uh, you know, in terms of their, their siha, in terms of their authenticity or lack thereof. 
and uh, you know, by and large, even if you look at the, the the hadiths that are so weak as to be forgeries or to be abandoned, there 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 isn't anything that like you know key arguments of the yeah hinge on those hadith um and so you know it's questionable maybe ghazali knew that they were weak but he was just uh, quoting them in order to drive home a point that was already made uh, otherwise but uh, this is something ibn taymiyyah was a, a muhadith of the first rate he was a master of hadith it would be unfair to um unfair to uh, uh, you know uh, not accept his his uh, great knowledge of the uh, science and field of hadith and he's 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 by and large you know uh, right about this uh, uh, about this point that the uh, ihya contains many traditions doubtful in authenticity despite these shortcomings pointed out by him ibn taymiyyah writes about the ihya uh, um, notwithstanding these defects the ihya contains the teachings of numerous illuminated mentors and mystics uh, and their experiences uh, in regard to the purification of the self and the intuitive knowledge which are identical with the canons of the Qur'an and Sunnah and can thus be acceptable from a theological point of view. It is because of this reason that the scholars hold different opinions about the Ihya and not all of them are opposed to it, uh, which is uh, quoted from his Fatawa. Uh, um, the, the reference is given here, volume 2, uh, page 194. I guess I have to like look in the... In the uh, um, bibliography, in order to see the, uh, in order to see the uh, the the edition, right? Um, but yeah, let's see, Fatawa Ibn Taymiyyah. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't give the edition here. So, uh, whoever wants to be a muhakkik and 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 look through uh, for that. Uh, for that fatwa, inshallah, you're more than welcome to do so. Which is which is good. The students of knowledge should do things like that. Ibn Jozi, uh, Ibn al-Jozi, who is uh, the, the the kind of closest and most well-known of Ibn Taymiyyah's uh, students, also criticized Ghazali for making use of unauthentic and weak traditions. He's of the opinion that this was because Ghazali was not a muhadith; he wasn't a traditionalist. Uh, uh, and the quote here is from Al-Muntazam. Uh, uh, Hafiz Zainuddin Iraqi later collected all the traditions mentioned in the Ihya and classified these according to the accepted norms and examined the authenticity or otherwise of each tradition. Ibn al-Jawzi has also pointed out certain mistakes made by Ghazali in regards to historical events mentioned by him in the Ihya. Ghazali, however, was also uh, uh, not a scholar of, uh, of, of history. Uh, or 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 uh, tradition related thereof, uh, uh, tradition related uh, uh, with connection to that. Uh, Ibn al-Jawzi maintains that Ghazali has mentioned several examples of mystics or methods resorted uh, uh, to by them for penance or self-purification which cannot be held as permissible under the sharia, much less recommended for being followed by people. Ibn al-Jawzi, however, acknowledges the effectiveness of the ihya uh, and the valuable contribution it has made to subsequent Islamic thought. He has also summarized the Ihya in a book uh, entitled Mihajul Qasidin, The Path of the Truth Seekers, in which he has deleted portions objectionable from his point of view. This work of Ibn al-Jawzi, however, lacks the uh, uh, inspiration and effectiveness so characteristic of the Ihya, says Mulan Abu Hassan Ali Nadwi. So, inshallah, I think uh, that's, uh, uh, that's uh, a good place to stop. Inshallah, tomorrow, uh, we will get to... Ghazali's uh, 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 critique of the dialecticians of the Mutakallimun and uh, uh, inshallah we will uh, uh, continue our 
uh, our Mubarak gathering, inshallah, until then, please make dua. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, rectify our shortcomings and uh, give hidayah to our people to do what's right in every uh, in every situation. And uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring islah, inshallah, from this uh, sitting that we sit together for these few minutes in order to uh, rectify not only, our, most importantly, ourselves, but then thereafter that that rectification spread into uh, the, the Prophet وسلم, both in the affairs of its uh, uh, the, of, of its dunya and its disworldly affairs, as well as its affairs of the akhirah of the other world. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us. Allahumma innaka afu wa tuhibu al-afwa fa'afu anna. Ameen. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Subhanahu wa rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-musayin wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salam.